It's been 50 years since the War of the Wilds, and still nothing grows on the Kindlelands. The exact day the flora of the world stood up and ravaged the cities of the Greenor Peninsula is lost to the ages, after the great fire tore its way from west to east, turning the land barren and fallow, the otherworldly patrons, the guides, and the great cities of the Kindlelands worked together in their own way to bring a kind of peace to a war-torn people. It is a gentle, delicate balance, and something or someone threatens it. Welcome to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I'll be your GM. Today, our heroes venture out into the wastelands of the Kindlelands and find themselves somewhere unknown. Uh, as a disclaimer, we did have a little bit of audio trouble this time around on Zach's track. It's still perfectly listenable, but you can hear the change. Uh, if you want to support the show, check out our merch store, available at anotherpathpodcast.com, and our Patreon for persistent help to us and rewards to you. On that note, thank you to our backers Jordan, Carlin, and Kat for their support. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Hey friends, I really I miss, miss seeing your face. Zach it's Rob! Yeah. Uh, hi. It's been over it's like Zach Rob! Zach Rob! How is the Great White North? Hey, uh, it's fucking cold. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's down here too. Okay, so it sucks. For, for reference, for reference, today is November tenth. It is. Um, I left for a, a, a tour this week, um, Monday, mm-hmm. um, and it was like sure. it was like forty five degrees. I had like a light mm-hmm. jacket on, um, and my roommate and, and you know touring partner Grace is like, "Hey, you might want like to bring your you know, your big jacket, like your big coat, just in case." And I was like. Psh, fine i mean i guess like we're not gonna need it it's been warm and then like we're going and it starts raining and then the rain starts turning into little flakes and then Mm -hmm. those flakes start turning into big flakes and the snow just kind of keeps coming down and it didn't stop snowing all fucking week so how much how much do you have how much do you have do you know for a while things weren't sticking because it was still sort of teetering temperature um, but sure. I mean, we've at least got like two to three inches. Like it, it's it's covering everything now. That's what you um, get for living north of the wall. There we go. Yeah, but that's why we have that wall. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was go. Literally... I know you wanted to fulfill your dream and go share theater with the wildlings, but but Chicago is... is the limit. There we go. Yeah, that's the. It's right there. There's a line in the sand. Is there a daylight savings time or a, a time zone change wall joke in there? I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, maybe. I mean, that's in I in, that's in Indiana though. So like, Chicago's I mean, a part of is in my time zone. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, time zones are bullshit. <laughs> I, I can say that much uh, because since the last time we have recorded, I have gone beyond the Great White North uh, to the land of Oregon, or- and oh, I've come back. Uh, yes, <laughs> I even knew that. Um. And it was a wonderful time, and I saw some fantastic theater, and it didn't snow or, like, rain terribly or anything like that. But it was fucking cold out there, and they are five hours behind, which is yeah. bullshit. It's awful, and I hated it. Yeah, sorry, it. friend. Now, now you know how my life is talking to you guys all the time. <laughs> well, yep, I'm like, wait, no, enough. shit, shit, hour, hour, hour behind. Dude, we were doing that mm-hmm. stream earlier. They were... Friggin' what seven hours ahead of me? Something like that. Yeah, we started oh, at like one thirty, and they were it was like seven thirty there. They were in London. Yeah, yeah. Someone oh, from a but... London called yeah. for you. <laughs> Which I guess for so the people listening know what what happens. Uh, Zach and I uh, appeared on a, a roundtable discussion with the RPG Lab, um, talking about homebrew content and customizing monsters and things like that. At um, RPG Lab on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a, a VOD or some sort of rebroadcast of it. Um, it was streamed on their Twitch. If you want to go check it out, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It was a good time. If it is available, you can access it through our Twitter as well. Yeah. At Another Path Pod. Yeah. Or, actually, probably also very appropriately, the Pet Shop Twitter. Yeah. Um, do we want to touch on that real quick, Zach? Oh, yeah. We're launching a thing. Um, well, a, yeah. thing, a thing was launched. <laughs> By the time this when, is out, it'll, it'll, it's launched. At this point, it's launched. Because they'll be hearing this the week after. Um, Correct. So hopefully you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. 
Um, Zach and I launched a new show, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. TM, TM, um, TM. TM, TM, TM. Where we discuss the validity or lack thereof of uh, having animal companions or beast companions or creature companions, starting from the Monster Manual and what it's like to have them as, as pets. Um, Can I pitch my guest spot to you right now? Please. Please. So... I just want to give you, I'll give you like a minute full, maybe two minutes of me saying TM in different ways. And then um, it just pops up repeatedly in all of the episodes. So whenever you need a TM, I got you. <laughs> you just have to splice it in there. Zach's currently dying. He's making his I'm trying really hard not to ugly cry face. And I'm <laughs> by explaining this, I'm making it worse. Um, <laughs> there he goes. I wish you could see this. It is one of the magical oh. miracles of knowing Zach Rao okay. is this face. Um, but anyway, Pet Shop is going to be releasing on uh, another path off weeks on Wednesdays. So every other Wednesday. Um, but not at but not in the um, another path podcast feed. You do need to go find um, the Multiversal yes. Pet Shop feed and subscribe to there that. There is a link in our description right now or just google zach and uh, griffin's multiversal pet shop because fuck if there's anything else with that name on it we're so fucked all right so are we um doing level ups ahead of time or yeah let's 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 talk about level up all righty then uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, uh, oh, uh Mr., uh, Mr., uh, uh, Johnson, Mr. Zephyr Johnson. Yes, uh, yes. yes, uh, Warlock Daily Times, I hear that you have some brand new magics. Could you tell us more about that, sir? Well, of course. You see, I, I did not actually take another level in the Warlocks, but I did bump up my bard just a little bit more. You see, I am now up to level three, and I'm able to choose my bardic college. Oh, no. Exciting. Oh. That means that I have chosen the ever- the ever-lovely College of Whispers. Um, of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. College of Whispers is so scary. Because, yeah, because Zephyr needs to deal more psychic damage. Right? So first and foremost, uh, what I am most excited about is my uh, uh, feature of Psychic Blades. When you hit a creature yep. with a weapon attack, you can expend one use of your bardic inspiration to deal each uh, to deal extra psychic damage once per round on your turn, based on the level. Uh, so right now, um, if I use use this feature, I can deal an extra two d six of psychic damage with a weapon attack. Dear Lord, with all those weapon attacks that you make, yeah, well, I mean, exactly. I'll fucking yeah. start making more of them now. Get off my case. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Griff, I don't think we're ever getting inspired ever again. Probably not. I mean, no. I hardly... Two, two I D6 forget damage? that I have them half of the time anyway. So. I know. As a former bard, I completely understand. But next, yeah. I have the, the wonderful Words of Terror. Once per short rest, you can speak to a humanoid alone for one minute and cause it There's to become frightened. Here it comes. Uh, and, and choose to become frightened of you or another creature of your choice. If it fails a wisdom saving throw of DC 14 for one hour or until it or its allies are attacked or damaged. <clears throat> Um, and if they, I succeed, uh, they are not aware that I use this ability on them. So it's not like yes. Charmed Person, where after it's done, you're screwed. You can just make mm -hmm. someone inadvertently shit their pants. Yes. And I can seem very charming while I do so. Yes. That's the fucked up part about it. We've got somebody in our home game that is uh, using College of Whispers right now. It's, oh, and it's, it's Patreon donor Carlin. Yeah. Carlin. It's it's so weird. Dude, it's mentally... so weird. I love it, but it's weird. Mentally and Zephyr would get along so well. That's oh, okay. yeah. I'm very yeah. happy about it. All right, so yeah, that's about all I got. I got some new spells. Well, I got, I think, a new spell, maybe? What, what spell did you get, sir? Um... I took. Oh, fuck! Took, I'm taking notes. I We're gonna I publish it. Suggestion. Oh. Nice. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it. I got another third level spell. Oh, I know. I didn't ever have it. I blah, blah, Words are hard. I always had three, two level. Blah, I have some extra second level spell slots though, so that's nice. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Mr. Mordecai over there. How are you doing mm. today, sir? Uh, 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 we just we just wanted to ask you if you could help us. Uh, this is the uh, sorry uh, uh, Leonardo from the Daily Rage. Mm. Just wanted to know how your barbarian levels were coming along. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I actually took one of those just now. Um, 
I've been going back and forth between, oh, do I become more of a barbarian? Do I go more druid? And the last arc made me very angry throughout most of it. <laughs> so, thank you, Chase. You're welcome. Um, so I'm now a level five barbarian, level three druid. Uh, which really all that means is I smash things twice now in one turn. Uh, the long-awaited extra attack. Yeah, it's nice. And the only other thing of note that I got was more hit points, but that puts me at a maximum hit points of drumroll, please. 69. Nice! nice. I'm at 58. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as nice. Um, Mr. And that's about all I got. Mr. Silver, Mr. Silver there. Uh, hello, it's me, Laszlo Sose. Uh... <laughs> From, Fuck. Um, no, he's in the metaverse now. <laughs> yes. Hello, I've interceded your material plane into this weird campfire scape of yours. I uh, thought uh, we uh, talked. Uh, about, uh, I thought we talked about coming up with less convoluted lies. Anyways, Mister Silver, what did you get? I I am now a second level cleric, which means mm -hmm. I get more hit points. Mm -hmm. I'm at eighty two now. Left uh, me in the dust. That's my job. Um, yeah, I, a little bit. Uh, I get another spell slot. I get another prepared spell, and I get channel divinity. Mm. Oh god, that means guided strike. That means I get guided strike, nice. which means I'm never fucking missing again. Oh, man. <sighs> What's that? You can just pop that off, and you just get a plus ten to your attack roll. Yeah, it is once per. Um, channel divinity is short rest, rest. Short rest. Is it? Channel Divinity Jesus. is... Oh, shit. Isn't it twice per... Short, short rest. Four. It's, um... Uh, I get it, uh, twice when I'm a sixth-level cleric. Gotcha. Mm. So I do have to have a cleric level so high. Um, but I get Channel Divinity, and I get Turn Undead, which turns this into a running dead scenario. And I get Guided Strike. However, I can only use it on me. I can't use it on you guys. Later, I'll, later on, I'll get War God's Blessing, and... That I can use on you guys. Yeah, so that's what I got. So I, um, and the spell I picked up is, uh, I think Bless is my new one. Hashtag Blessed. So, yeah, so now I can prepare three cleric spells. Yay! Mm, because my wisdom is still a 13. Yep. Not so great. But it's not how big it is, it's how well you use it. Oh, God. <sighs> The three of you reconvene at the Windward Sheet, gathered around a small table near the fire. Your mugs are filled with a house specialty, a strong mulled wine. You're enjoying a quiet moment, lost in your thoughts, alone but for your companions. Even the patrons, a usual hum of energy in the back of your minds, seems to respect the silence the three of you share. The moment is broken by Jeremiah stumbling through the door. The autumn winds howl as he marches in, a fur-colored cape high around his neck. He scans the room, finds the three of you, and grins. All right, glad to see y'all back in one piece. Uh, flight's ready to go when you are. Crack of dawn all right for you? <sighs> Sounds Damn it. Yep. I forgot about them. Hi, Jay. Everything all right? Just a long, long couple days. It's been, it's been challenging. Yeah, you're telling me. Crowds out here are fucking rough. They don't like anything we're putting down, so we're uh, more than happy to be picking up roots here. Uh, we'll be, we'll take off right from uh, where we uh, left y'all a couple of days ago, right out in the main courtyard there. Uh, it's a long trip to get to where we're going, though. Bulwark's about a solid three-week journey from from here. So, uh, if I were you, I'd go ahead and hit the, uh, the general store next door. They got some knickknacks, things to kind of keep you entertained. Because you'll go crazy on the road otherwise. I, I outturn my empty pockets. <laughs> I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> I've with got all you. of this money I have. Hey, hey, Mord, I got yeah. you. I'm, I mean, I'm good, but... Hey, I got you. Okay. Sure. 
If there's anything specifically <laughs> you need or want, let me know. I've got like a bit of a stipend here for travel expenses. Not going insane on the road is a travel expense in my book. Fair enough. All right. Dawn it is. Dawn it is. I'll see y'all in the morning. All right. Yeah, I'll take it easy. And he uh, shoulders the cloak and uh, heads back out into the blustering gale. And as he leaves, you turn your heads to the general store they have. And you find the Cracked Barrel, where they have all sorts of fun knickknacks and things for the road. Oh, God. All right. I have 95 gold. Let's do that's burning a hole in my pocket. Let's go. <laughs> I have my book of dirty limericks. That's all the entertainment I need. <laughs> As right, so I would like, pulls I would like up to the page of dirty limericks. Yep. Yep. Please hold. While yep. he does that, um, I do want to go shop. Yeah. And there's something I want to do that I've been wanting to do for a bit yes. here. Um, I'm, oh, which is I, I, I had a feeling you'd be asking about that. Okay. Cool. Okay, so you're definitely going shopping. Griffin is looking for an appropriate dirty limerick. And uh, Jackson, mm-hmm. what are you up to? Or an inappropriate dirty limerick. <clears throat> there once was a man from Kent whose cock was so long it was bent. To save himself trouble, he stuck it in double. And instead of coming, he went. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh. That's a, that's. That that is both that is certainly fun, a... but also grammatically entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That was a limerick. All I right. love it. Here cool. we go. Jackson, what are you doing? Um, do I need to go pick up a package from the colonel? That was actually delivered to your room earlier in the day. While you were sleeping, like you woke up after the fact, and Gary is just like curled up on top of this parcel. Oh, thank-, thank you, Gary. Keep that secret. Keep it safe. Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> it's been a while since I've broken out the Gary voice. Oh shit! Oh Gary, cool. Oh, I Gary. have. I, I leave Gary in the room protecting the package. Then, yeah. all right. Well, if I've got that, then um, I will. I guess I'll go to the store with you guys. Shopping. You go on into the cracked barrel, and uh, is there a the bell over the door? Is- of course there Make is. Make it feel more homey. There's a little bell over the door. Um, the place is very rustically designed. It looks like a trading post, but everything in here is way too nice to be from a trading post. There is sundry candy lining the wall. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, lining the uh, checkout counter as you walk on up. Anything you could possibly want or could think of is there. Even stuff they had you didn't think they made anymore is still there. You're pretty sure it's not original run, but you're not positive. Mm-hmm. They also have uh, fudge as well if you want something a little bit more decadent. Oh, hell yes. Some fudge. They've got some quilts up along the back wall there. They're really expensive, but they're nice and warm. Um, there's some toy crossbows up on the walls as well. Does it have like a little foam got, darts? Like little little cork darts, but yeah. I love it. There's a bunch of mugs. A lot of them are vaguely religious, like, but first coffee, and then right next to it is but first cly. God damn it. God I mean, damn sorry. God damn it. Yeah, it's damn it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't know I didn't is... know how good content would be if it was just Chase describing a restaurant. <laughs> but I'm here for this. This is great. It continues, uh, because there's also a table just full of scented candles. Um, They're not labeled particularly well. It's a random roll, whether or not you like it or not. Um, Oh, good. The large part of the room, the center of the room, it is, uh, it's about mid-fall at this point, which means you know what time it is. Candle Nights is coming. (gasps) Candle Nights. And so most of the room is dominated by a giant Candle Nights display. Yay! It's candle nights. It's candle nights. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Sleigh bells. Jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> That's right. These episodes are clean. <laughs> God forbid. For what I'm going to do later, I want to buy <laughs> some candles. Okay. Maybe like, how much would like six candles be? Ten gold. All right, cool. I want I want a toy crossbow. Okay. Uh, that's another three. Okay. Um... 
How much is one of those quilts? Quilts? Uh, that's going to be 20. Sounds fair. Sounds <laughs> fair. Which des- they're very one. Which design do you pick out? Oh, um, houndstooth. Of course you do. <laughs> Good. Of course you You would pick the most dizzying of the designs. <laughs> yeah. It for camouflage. That, that's what I'm going to buy. So that was what? 43 gold? There's a couple other things. I'm sorry. Oh. We got distracted talking. I forgot to mention a few more things that are here at the Cracked okay. Barrel. There's also a familiar ball. It is a small fabric critter attached to a magic ball that will it. roll around for 1d4 God minutes once it. per day. <laughs> oh, God, I love those. There is some travel games. Uh, it's a collection of classic board games that use a very weak attraction spell to keep the pieces on the board. Uh, but you're pretty oh, sure man. if you hit any kind of like turbulence or anything on the road, uh, the pieces would likely still go flying nonetheless. Uh, there is a comically... a talking parrot. Please tell me there's a talking parrot. Is... There is a comically large rug checkers game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. Tucked in the back corner... Uh, Jackson, you find a series of offices and bosses supplemental books. No! Yes! I go right there. Do they have the, okay. do they have the latest one? I'm specifically looking for water deep office cooler. <laughs> Unfortunately not. It hasn't made its way up here. In Bulwark, you can almost definitely find right. it. You're sure they've got it in Bulwark. That's where the middle managers of the coast is based out of. <laughs> God damn it. But no, uh, so, here they've, oh, got, so, they've got a couple. I, it's good to know that it's always rainy in Bulwark. Exactly. But they do have a couple of pretty cool ones here. They've got the Pine Point Amusement World, Alabamian Adventures, and Finances and Fiduciaries Running Economic Stories. Can I can I make one more Waterdeep joke? Please. You can. You mean Deepwater uh, Office of the Evil Executive? I get it. Okay, I get okay. it. Okay, it's not bad. Yeah. I don't hate it. It's not bad. I'll I'll take that. Thanks. It's a it's a. <laughs> so I was gonna go with the actuaries' accounts of Ravnica. So that's what I was gonna okay, go sure. with. Sure, <laughs> that's pretty good. Absolutely. So 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 doing a high finance story. Yeah, I exactly. Gotcha. But there's okay. a lot of groups involved, and it's actually not even official offices and bosses material originally. It's actually from this other weird game that's oh. mostly card based. It's just called Stapler. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to. That was very good. I do want to take a second and shine a light on the high finance genre <laughs> joke that Chase made. That was very good as well. Thank you. Fuck me. I go straight for the supplements. I would like to make an intelligence check. Of course you can. That's a two. I'm going to take the Alabamian adventures because I don't want to deal with numbers. It's fair, and to be fair, fiduciaries are fairly boring. It's just like accounts, somebody doing business on behalf of somebody else. It's like rep payee accounts, stuff like that. Stuff you really only have to deal with if like people are going to be, you know, like unable to manage their own finances. We get it, Chase. So You're a banker now. So am I, the quilt, the I can make bank wall? jokes. <laughs> I haven't gotten to make them yet. This is my first time I've gotten to make a bank joke since I started working there like eight goddamn months ago. Okay. I got to shoehorn one in, so I'ma do all it. Right, all right. Alabamian Adventures. Okay. If I if if I page through this, can I quickly find out what this is about, or should I hold on to that? It's about running adventures in this weird, really hot and humid environment called Alabama. Alabama? Kind of hard to get a pronunciation. It's it's pronounced Alabana. Alabana. There it is. Hey, hey guys. Alabama. You want to go to Alabdaba? What? Look, more offices and bosses, guys. No. It's three weeks. Fuck. There's actually a lot of really cool places to visit in Alabama. Um, yeah. you've got the Cathedral Caverns, the Russell Cave, Ave Maria Grotto, Nacolata Falls. Like, there, there are some adventures to be had do we have, in Alabama. Do, when we go to Alabama, uh, do we have to rescue anyone from the Nicolas Cage? Um, that is kind of like a tier 20 adventure? Okay, so we're not there yet. No, okay. yeah. no. Yeah. So Mordecai is, like, sitting there looking at, like, the decorative, like, wind chimes or something. Sure. And then suddenly a cork dart just hits him in the side <laughs> of the head. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? 
Sorry. Don't buy that. Or if you're going to, at least buy me one so we can have fights. Alright, I buy two of them. Okay, another three gold. Alright, I buy Jackson one too. Okay. So, yeah, so we all have we all there have a we go. Toy go ahead crossbow. and add that to your weapon slot. It does 1d12 of embarrassment damage. I, I assume I'm proficient. Nobody's proficient with cork crossbows. Because you, the, the the wind can take them, and they just kind of go off in random directions. Sometimes you never know, man. <laughs> I'm very happy about this. All right, cool. Shopping. Okay. All right, I I take mine to the counter and th- go to pay for the Alabamian Adventures. So the Alabamian Adventures is going to be a, a a hefty ten gold. That's okay. And I ask the the. I assume it's a grandma behind the counter. It's more of a disaffected teen. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, all right. So I ask him, I go, um, I'm really getting into this offices and bosses thing. I don't know if you've played or not, but sometimes you have a board. Uh-huh. And you can have little, um, um, like small statues that move around on it. And you can have like little mm-hmm. desks and maybe if uh-huh. you're really fancy, a tiny water cooler. Do you guys have any of those? I know they're like official and maybe sometimes you can paint them too. Not here. I've got a cousin who plays a lot and I think he gets them from in the tower somewhere. But, oh, okay. Uh, I don't fucking know okay. where. Well, thank you. Thank you. You've been You're very helpful. Ten gold? Here's, here's ten gold. Thank you for visiting the Cracked Barrel. Have a nice night. <laughs> you two, work on that mustache. There's a nice fellow upstairs <laughs> who's got a lovely mustache. I think that's the new fad. Teens, I know them and understand them. Fuck. I am one. Have, oh, Evidently. right. Evidently. I forget that you're technically like 18 yep. years old. Alright, uh, oh, I, right, I have spent my 10 gold and written down my offices and bosses supplement. Mm-hmm. Also write down your and toy crossbow. crossbow. Right, I got him. It deals 1d12 embarrassment damage. I ask Zephyr for a couple gold pieces so I can buy some of those like stick candies that come in all the different flavors, like the... Oh, oh sure. Like a, yeah, or like rock candy. Rock candy or like things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we get an assortment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you buy an assortment of candy for an additional five gold. All right. Well, I'm feeling particularly adventurous, especially after our last adventure. Um, I go and I pick up the um, uh, bag of jelly beans that uh, has no flavors written on them, and it's just a grab mm-hmm. bag, and some oh, of them are know. just the worst. Yep. One of those bags. Uh, I get that. Two gold. I gladly... I'm I'm crouching on some peppermint uh, rock candy. Assorted jelly bean bag, bad. Clearly, what we're gonna have to do is buy like some of those knockoff birdie bots every flavored beans next time we're all together, yep. and RP uh, the scene where Jackson passes them out. I, can I tell you how much absolutely. I fucking hate those things though. That's going to be a oh, nightmare I've never had situation. Them. There's a reason. Me. They They're sound so bad. terrible. I got I distinctly remember getting a box, like a small box, like a card-sized box of these for Christmas one year. I think I was like 13 or 14. And mm-hmm. it was this whole thing and it came out and it like but it was so cool and I had it that I didn't want to open it. <laughs> so I didn't tr- actually open them and try them until like a year later. Uh, they were all bad by that point. Yeah. That's fair. Time makes everything bad. Except alcohol. Except alcohol. And cheese. Cheese. That depends on the cheese. Yeah. And elves. I mean, eventually you die. They, they do, do, do do it, it longer. longer. Hey! <laughs> There's a reason why Zach and I are soulbound. Taking us into the next segment. After the purchases are made, you run around the inn shooting each other for a little while uh, until the... Uh, <laughs> Until the bartender asks you very nicely to please, please stop. They get mad at us because like we like flip a table over yeah, to like, use cover. This, like a barricade, <laughs> and they're mad at you. But they're mad at you in the way that this happens every fucking week. Yeah, yeah. Because they have a bunch of military dudes, and suddenly you give them crossbows that are non-lethal. It's in. It's basically indoor paintball. You adjourn yourself up to your room, Zephyr, where you have two magic items sitting on well, the bed. I, I kind of wanted to do this with the bros. Okay, you invite right. them up to your room. 
Um, yeah, so I, I with the candles I bought, um, I, 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 you know, put them in a in a circle, mm-hmm. and like with like thaumaturgy, mm-hmm. I, I light them, and they go in like a cool ring. So like one lights and it goes. That's cool. Uh, um, okay. And yeah, I'm gonna place this weird mouse rat thing in that hippo. Sophia, what are we doing in the middle what's, of what's them. this about? What are we doing? Well, I found two things. Both alike, one of which uh, we found with the people we just stopped. I figured we could, with a little help from you, and perhaps we could figure out the nature of these things. Yeah, okay. Sure. What are we doing? Uh, just um, join me, and so, you know, I'm like crisscross applesauce it, like, around the circle. Okay. I crisscross I- applesauce and prepare myself for a seance. Yep, this is feeling a little demonic ritually, but I'm in for it, I suppose. Okay, real quick, not, not so much. Before we oh, sorry, before go we go further, um, I'm going to assume that you bought all of the same color candle. Yeah. So I'm going to roll to see how what it smells like in there right oh. now. Um. Yeah, it didn't mix match the the, the scents because that would be fucking ungodly. No. Ungodly. So. <laughs> it smells like beets. Okay. Not the, not the worst smell. Nice of you. No. Jackson, Jackson now associates the smell of beets with warlock magic. It's not inappropriate. As you sit there, um, you see Zephyr uh, kind of does some weird, intricate thing with his ring. Like, there seems to be, like, components on it that, like, twist that you've never noticed before. Okay. And is sort of muttering something to himself. And then, like, reaches his hands out to you, um... All like old hands. I take. Like, alright, so we need to focus on what these are, and if we hopefully channel enough of, uh, of our arcane uh, abilities, perchance we can figure out what they are. Oh, okay. How, right. how do I. What are we. Just focus on it. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, okay. So, oh, so Zach, this okay. is a really excellent time for you to be doing some world building with me here. Yeah. Is this actually required for you in order to uh, uh, figure out what magical items do? Or are you fucking with these guys? I think it's a little of column A, a little column B. <laughs> a, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. It's just like... With, uh, I think that the, the simple flask of sunshine, like, we didn't really kind of go over how I sort of sure figured out what it was. I was just like, yeah, I, take it, some time with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I feel like, as you, you know, you described um, the first time, I kind of, you know, did stuff with my ring to sort of sure communicate almost with the deep. That, you know, the, the deep seems very sort of methodical. Yep. And there's sort of like a routine to it. So I kind of sure. wanted to give it some sort of actual structure. Sure. Is what I'm kind of going for. I'm down. Uh, so you reach out your hands to the other guys and you all take hands. Um, and you all, without even really realize it, start to kind of harmonize with the low hum. Um, um, the light in the room dims a little bit. Nobody but Zephyr sees the kind of flickering of the items as they kind of phase in and out. After a couple of moments of y'all sitting like this, Zephyr, you close your eyes and you reopen them. Just over top of each of the items, there is a tool tip that has popped up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Over top the rat sculpture... It gives you a minus one to all stealth checks. As long as you have it on your person, you can be seen easier. It's a shitty mouse. That's, fucking that's mouse. why it's a rat. Yep. And th- that's all it says? That's all it says. That's all it does. Oh, good. Okay, well, I, I, you see uh, Zephyr reach forward and pick it up and go, fuck these. <laughs> behind him. <laughs> Um, and then you focus more on the uh, hippo, and this one expands out. And again, I would like to remind people that this is one of our Patreon-created items. Oh, yeah. uh, this was created by Cat. The little tiny hippo uh, does have a very slight level of sentience, and when it's unhappy, it cries, and it doesn't stop crying until you make it happy again. Oh, no! 
So you realize when you picked it up and you wrapped it in the towel, you made it happy. Oh my god! Supposedly these things just seem like hindrances to me. <laughs> the hippo does cry pure water. It is drinkable, but you have to make the tiny stone hippo sad. Oh, we're not gonna no. do that. Because <laughs> we're not monsters. So I guess now I guess now we just have a small hippo friend. Which, hey, I'm about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I will wrap... I'm gonna swaddle the hippo again. Okay. Oh, but while, while I'm reading these, you see Zephyr sort of reach out and sort of, like, in the air, do, like, this weird, like, thing where he, like, extends his thumb and his uh, index finger out in, in Enhance. a way. Enhance. Yeah, but he... So he's zoomed, zoom, like, zooming zoom, the... Zoom. He zooms in. Can I have uh, Supernova Girl? Here's my stupid, stupid tooltip joke. Hey DM. Yeah. Um, what color font is this all in? So we know the rarity. <laughs> orange. It's ah, obviously good, orange. Good. Legendary. These are unique. Yeah. I love this. So yeah, just zoop. And so I do that to the the rat, and then I just like fuck this, and like no look into like the waste basket. <laughs> And then you just see me pick up the hippo and wrap it in a cloth and go there, there, and put it in my bag again. Let go of her, of uh, their hands, and as you let go, the lights just like follow the trail of your hands and meet in the middle and yeah. go out. Yeah. Well, the rat was a bunch of bullshit, um, so that will stay in the waste paper basket where it is. Okay. Uh, the All hippo right. could have some use. So I think that might have been where they got all that water from. Now that I'm thinking, yeah, about that it. makes oh, sense. Okay, cool. They just make that hippo cry for like hours <laughs> to get that much water. So we just have a never-ending supply of water that'll come in handy. Yeah, there we are. We just have to make a little hippo. I cry. refuse. Well, if we're if we're up here, guys. Well, if we're hand, I guess I could give you guys this now. Then, like, so you can get used to it. Um, hey, yeah. Gary. Yeah, Gary. Gary comes flying in, and in his he no he. It's too heavy for him to fly. He's like dragging it behind him. You see the door like ah! like about a foot, <laughs> and he's just backing up. And then he has to like pull really hard, and the parcel just like ah! opens the door another like six inches, and he just pulls the whole damn thing through. Well done, Gary. Here's your here's your bacon. Bacon. There you go. Nice. Hey, that guy. And I uh, I pick up the parcel and I uh set it down on the chair and say well um these are for you guys um you know we're kind of a family now and it's it, it's been just a short while but i figure you know i've missed a lot of birthdays at this point so i'm trying to make up for it so happy belated birthdays jackson Oh, you sure didn't. Well, that. hold on, because I'm not a hot... All I got you was a stupid crossbow. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, though. There was also that Larotten uh, and Larata t-shirt. Yes, yeah. That's fair. Um, don't thank me yet, though, because I'm not sure what these things are or do yet. I just put in requests for them. Ah, oh, sick. <laughs> so, they might be shit, but it's the thought that counts, right? Yeah. Okay. I open it. Okay. It was originally a ring of protection for Zephyr, right? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Zephyr, it is now a nose ring of protection. <laughs> yeah. So you get to decide, right nostril, left nostril, or the bull. Or septum. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be left nostril, because I have my, my, my goth kid ring on my right. Okay. So it's going to be on the left, and my tooth cap is on my right, I there think, you as go. well. So a little bit of balance. balance things out. Mm-hmm. And it was a ring of animal friendship for Mordecai. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, uh, so instead of three a day, it is once a day. The actual ring. I've got it on roll twenty here. I'll share it with you guys. It's actually called a ring of animal influence. Okay. There we go. So it does a couple of things. So so he can just pick one of the things that it does. Yeah, you can do one of the things once a day. Oh, I see. Okay. Ring of limited animal influence. Yes. Yes. Ring of Animal Influence, but only one time. Guys, that puts my AC up to 13. <laughs> that's nice. That's, I guess we have plus one on my saving throws. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. That'll be really Yeah, helpful. well, mm-hmm. Zephyr, you you get hit a lot, and I just figured any any little bit could help. 
Um, and then Morde- Mordecai, you're, you know, you're really tapping into the druid thing, and I wanted to give you uh, yeah. something to something to help you out. Maybe maybe we when we meet a, a big hippo, you can become friends with it more oh, easily. Hell yeah! <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. No problem. All right. Very good. Does anybody else have anything else they'd like to do before you all take off? Um, I have a very short errand I'd like to run. Okay. Um, I want to write a very brief letter. Okay. Basically, just saying, uh, and I'm gonna deliver it to the colonel. Okay. To see if she can't get this in the hands of Cenus. Uh, sure. Basically, it just says, if you change your mind, write to my mom and Bulwark. Okay. And I try to arrange with the colonel to facilitate that if he's willing to talk or willing to change his mind. Um, You are able to do that. The colonel is out of her office for the night. Do you leave the note there or do you try to track her down? Um, I leave I leave the note there. I'll leave a secondary note explaining my intentions. Like, hey, if he wants to, I, this is what I tried to do. He okay. could change his mind. If he does, I trust you will facilitate that on behalf of okay. my family. All right, you are able to do that, and then uh, you leave the uh, blustery autumn winds behind you, and uh, you all go to bed. As you're about to go to bed, Jackson, you decide it's time to to write back to Addie. Dear Addie, wind resistance, huh? Well, that explains why I move a little better. Thanks. I'm still figuring out everything that's new with, you know, everything. We're leaving Concentre now, and we're heading on the last leg of this crazy weird journey to Bulwark. Only one more patron to take on, and I'm starting to wonder what happens next. We don't know how long we're holding on to our patrons, and I guess until the king decides that we're good, and they're safe, and I guess he makes that I don't know. We met Mordecai's secret uncle, so that was cool. And then he tried to kill us, which was less cool. Um, and then we killed him, um, which was not so good. Um, and then Mordecai was in a really bad place, so I made his uncle not dead. And um, magic's pretty cool. I understand why you study it now. Uh, I sent you something. Uh, hopefully, I, I don't really know how fast it'll get there. But um, I sent you something. It's a, a, a model of Concentre and the mountain that it's on. And, you know, one day, one day, you'll, you'll, you'll get to see it too, in person. But for now, here's a small one. About three weeks or so to Bulwark. Gonna be real long. But we're almost there. Almost through. Right often, you're my constant. XOXO. Jackson. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And I wrap it all. I wrap up the note and uh, wrap up the uh, parchment and mm-hmm. put it away and go into a elf trance for my four hours. I'm up. Well, yep. I end up being up well before dawn, and I would like yep. to, if possible, beat them to their cart. Oh, absolutely. Well, the final yes. flight. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you are there well in advance of everyone else. Not long after you get there, sunlight threatens to spill into the massive courtyard of Kinsetre, and everyone is there packing up the wagon. It's a quiet affair. You get the impression that some of the companions had a, a bit of a drink the night before. All of you are moving quickly in order to try and stay warm. You take your usual positions on the cart, and the gates to the southern half of the continent open before you, and a great wide waste of the Kindlelands fills your vision. Miles and miles and miles of rolling flatlands dotted with pockmarks of burnt-out forests and ruined cities. It would be beautiful if it weren't for the tragedy that it represents. The wagon pulls forward, and amidst the gate workers, Salix the Bulwark stands and nods at you all. To Mordecai, he clenches a fist and slams his chest. I return. 
down the mountain is much easier than up. The sun has baked dry the rain from your journey in, and the switchbacks on this side of the mountain are much wider than those on the other. This is the longest leg for you all yet, though. It's going to be three weeks. And while it's not much harder as the crow flies, the brutal conditions of the road and dangers of travel will slow it quite measurably. What are you doing to pass the time? Hmm. Um, I am reading some more of my dad's book. Okay. There's some things I've been finding recently that I've been finding quite interesting. Okay. So you are thumbing through the book, and a lot of it is a history of warlocks and their relationship with the different patrons. Of course, the one that draws you in the most is the information about the deep. Uh, and you do find that your father had found some hints and inclinations that uh, they were somehow able to craft familiars, that they were able to, whatever it is about life that exists in this world, the warlocks of the deep specifically were able to trick the world around them to believing something was alive that wasn't really alive. There's more research to be done there, but it puts that bug in your ear. All right. Mordecai, what are you doing? With my level up, I also subbed mm -hmm. out one of my cantrips. So I picked up the frostbite cantrip per picking up the general. I'm going to say it. I'm practicing my cantrips. Uh, <laughs> on the back of a horse? Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of like just trying to... I'll like pick a, like a piece of the terrain out in range ahead of me like a uh you know fallen branch or a rock or something and just try to like with my with my general tat arm uh just mm -hmm. try to con condense a little bit of frost around that object and just start getting acclimated to this this new weird elemental power that's now apparently in my wheelhouse you spend a good chunk especially that first week you spend a lot of time just kind of you know, blasting thing mm -hmm. with that cold power, yeah. and it is quite satisfying. I'm also trying to, like, do a little bit of practice concentrating on spells while in beast form. I'm trying to get some druid practice in. Okay. So I'll probably cast a spell like, um, I've got a couple like Longstrider or like uh, Barkskin, where I can mm -hmm. I can concentrate on the spell, and then I'll, I'll cast it, shift into beast form, and just just practice basically mordecai is like trying especially with the general in his ear whispering mm -hmm. tactics and he's thinking a lot more about strategy than before and it's like we've got one last leg and everything is going to get harder so he's just doing every combination of his skill set he can think of um, okay you spend a lot of time scouting especially in your wolf form yes. with long strider yes. You are your second to none as far as speed goes for the group. Mm -hmm. You spend a lot of time ranging out. The tragic thing is there's almost nothing to see. This is a wasteland. Yeah. Every so often you find yourself in the foundation of a house or a mill or, you know, you find some traveler that was much less fortunate than you were, but no trouble. All right. Okay. And Jackson, what are you up to? Um, Jackson is uh, alternating books. He'll read a bit from his cleric book, and then he goes back to the Alabamian Adventures. Oh God! You know, to do some prep because he <laughs> wants to be more prepared this time. Because last time he tried to do this, it didn't work. Zephyr's so excited, and he's taking notes like in the margins of the Alabamian book. Uh huh. You know, marking important things. Sure. There's a couple places where there's just question marks for words he doesn't understand. I think uh, Zephyr also is like, since we have so much time, he's not worried about wasting his upper level spell slots right now. So he's just sort of like, when he needs to stretch his legs, he just kind of goes for a fly. Oh, sure. And just kind of cruises along with the caravan or with the wagon. And especially like while Mordecai is like off running around, Zephyr might like just sort of go cruising with him. To go with that then, um, just a point of interest, whenever... Both Mordecai and uh, Zephyr are not on or in the cart. You practice your cantrips? <laughs> Jackson very specifically and very deliberately removes himself from the final flight as well. 
whether that's walking a little ways away or whether that's riding one of the other horses. About two weeks into your journey, the sun is getting low. Normally by this point, you would have stopped for the night, but Jeremiah is insistent that he has a better place for you all to stay. This is pretty normal. He's traveled this road before. He knows his places, but it stops seeming normal when he veers off the road. Uh, The traveling is still smooth, much smoother than you thought it should be. Go ahead and make me perception or investigation checks, whatever's better for you. Unnatural 20. Okay. And I'll also ask, hey, Jay, where are we going? Yeah. Yeah. 17 plus 3, a natural 20 as well. Okay. 23, perception. You are all able to see that there's a road here. You never would have seen it. You never would have noticed it from the road. You have no idea how Jeremiah knows it's here. But as soon as you got over the first hill, it's perfectly travelable. And uh, he's got a look in his eye like he can't wait to show you something. This, like, secret swimming hole kind of feel, like... Kinda, yeah, kind of that. Suspicious Jackson is suspicious? It, it, well, Suspicious Jackson is suspicious, but also, Ryan is, Ryan can feel Chase building up to a pun. <laughs> <laughs> fair, stern, but fair. I mean, look, <coughs> that's this entire podcast. Are we about to have a beach game? <gasps> let's, let's keep going, come on, come on. Oh, no. If you think about it, this whole stretch is a beach game. It's true. It's just the coast is a way out there. You're traveling down this road and through like some pretty tall hills and cliffs for about 10 minutes. Gail is about to, you can hear her working herself up to go against her boss when the cliffs and everything break away and you see a hill. And on top of that hill is a keep surrounded by ruins. You stand amidst a ruined city. The foundations of houses, businesses, and farms stand silent vigils over the land. The center of town, a massive stone structure, stands alone and untouched. Jeremiah tosses the reins to loaf as you reach the very center of town at this massive structure and pushes with all of his might a massive door. The door swings open easier than it should, and he beckons you all inside. Welcome. Jeremiah, where the hell are we? Welcome to Everburn Hall, my friends. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash anotherpathpodcast. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash anotherpath, a special thanks to our donor, Nathan N., or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. Also, make sure to check out our brand new show, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Ryan at Ryan underscore Albrecht, Griffin at GriffCold, and Zach at that guy Zach Rob. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, and until then, remember, the best Cracker Barrel candy is, of course, the Candy Raspberries.